Hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at No Drama Discipline, the whole brain way to calm the chaos and nurture of your child's developing mind by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. You might think that yelling, knock it off, or quit whining, or giving an immediate timeout would be quicker, simpler, and more effective than connecting with a child's feelings. However, paying attention to your child's emotion will usually lead to greater calm and cooperation and do so much more quickly than will a dramatic parental outburst that escalates the emotions all around. Dynamics of interacting with children are always very complex. Behavioral issues simply cannot be resolved with one-size-fits-all approach that we apply to every circumstance or environment or even a child. The two most common one-size-fits-all disciplinary th techniques that parents rely on are spanking and timeouts. What is your definition of discipline anyway? And why do we immediately tie it to punishment rather than an opportunity to learn and grow? Children should have the right to be free from any form of violence, especially at the hands of the people they trust the most to protect them. Research consistently demonstrates that even when parents are warm, loving and nurturing, not only is spanking a child less effective in changing behavior in the long term, it is actually associated with negative outcomes in many domains. Granted, there are plenty of non-spanking discipline approaches that can be just as damaging as spanking, isolating children for long periods of time, humiliating them terrifying them by screaming threats, using other forms of verbal or psychological aggression. Therefore, we're all strongly encouraged to avoid any discipline approach that is aggressive, inflicts pain, or creates fear or terror. For one thing, it is counterproductive. The children's attention shifts from their own behavior and how to modify it to the caregiver's response to the behavior, meaning that the child no longer considers their own actions at all. Instead, the child thinks only about how unfair and mean the parent was to hurt the child, or even how scary the parent was in that very moment. The parental response, then, undermines both of the primary goals of discipline, changing behavior and building the brain because it sidesteps an opportunity for the child to think about own behavior and even feel 
some healthy guilt or remorse. Here's a biological paradox. On one hand, we're all born with an instinct to go towards our caregivers for protection when we're hurt or afraid. But when our caregivers are also the source of pain and fear, when the parent has caused the state of terror inside the child, by what he or she has done, it can be very confusing for the child's brain, because on one circuit drives the child to escape the parent who is inflicting the pain, another circuit drives the child towards the attachment figure for safety. So, when the parent is the source of fear or pain, the brain can become disorganized in its functioning as there's no solution. This is called at the extreme a form of disorganized attachment. Here are some questions to consider, honestly. Do I have a disciplined philosophy? How purposeful and consistent am I when I don't like how my kids are behaving? Is what I'm doing working? Does my approach allow me to teach my kids the lessons I want to teach in terms for both immediate behavior and how they grow and develop as human beings? Am I finding that I need to address behaviors less and less, or am I having to discipline about the same behavior over and over and over again? Do I feel good about what I'm doing? Does my discipline approach help me enjoy my relationship with my children more? Do my kids feel good about it? Do I feel good about the message I am communicating to my children and how does my approach resemble that of my own parents? How did my parents discipline me? And can I remember a specific experience in disciplining and in how it made me feel? Does my approach ever lead to my kids apologizing in a sincere manner and does it allow for me to take responsibility and apologize for my own actions? How open? am I with my kids about the fact that I make mistakes? There's a part of the brain called the ventral lateral prefrontal cortex, and it takes charge of the labeling and then processes the emotion, allowing the thinking analytical part of the brain to take over and soothe the irritated lower regions, rather than letting the reactive, emotional downstairs brain dominate and dictate a person's feelings and responses. This is an example of how the name it to tame it strategy works biochemically. Simply by naming the emotion, a person feels levels of fear and anger decrease. That's how the upstairs brain can calm the downstairs brain, and that's a skill that can last a lifetime. We simply must learn how to connect with children, with self, with others. Benefit number one, connection moves a child from reactivity to receptivity. Number two, connection builds the brain. Benefit number three, connection deepens the relationship with your child. Strategy number one, communicate comfort. Strategy number two, validate, validate, validate. Number three, stop talking and listen. Number four, reflect what you hear. Once you do connect, now you're ready to redirect, reduce words, embrace emotions, describe, don't preach, involve your children in the discipline, reframe a no into a conditional yes, emphasize the positive, creatively approach the situation and teach mind sight tools, redirect. There's no magical wand and there's no one size fits all when it comes to parenting. However, 
we can all use more connection. I will leave you with 20 statements to think about when we eliminate connection. Our discipline becomes consequence-based instead of teaching-based. We think that if we're disciplining, we cannot be warm and nurturing. We confuse consistency with rigidity. We talk too much. We focus too much on the behavior and not enough on the why of the behavior. We forget to focus on how we say what we say. We communicate to our kids. They should not experience big or negative feelings. We overreact, so our kids focus on our overreaction, not their own action. We don't repair, we lay down the law in an emotional reactive moment, then realize we've overreacted. We forget that our children may sometimes need our help making good choices on calming themselves down. We consider an audience when disciplining. We get trapped in power struggles. We discipline in response to our habits and feelings instead of responding to our individual child in a particular moment. We embrace our kids by correcting them. We embarrass them by correcting them in front of others. We assume the worst before letting our kids explain. We dismiss our kids' experience. We let experts trump our own instincts. And we are too hard on ourselves. Please, do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. Link to this book is in the description below, so buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.